the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible. I follow Jesus and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to Bob Bernie Live on this Friday afternoon. Here is my telephone number. 877-BOB-LIVE. 877 877- Two six two fifty four eighty three, and of course you know, Fridays we open the phones wide open. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. No such thing as being off topic on Fridays. We can change topics instantly. We can head in a completely different direction. So, uh, if you want to get something off your chest, got a question that you want to ask. Uh, something that you disagree with that I have said before, maybe something you agree with, uh, give me a call, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. We talk about it all the time, misplaced compassion, unintended consequences. The liberal left is guilty of this. All the time. Well, out in Oregon, one of the more leftist states in America, legislators two or three years ago sat around and said, you know, we got a real drug problem here in Oregon. Uh, What are we going to do about it? Well, it's not nice to uh, lock people up, you know. That's that's not nice. And... uh, You know what? If we just start treating drug addicts, drug users, drug dealers, if we just start treating them nice, saying nice things about them, and removing the punishment for dealing drugs, selling drugs, doing drugs, well, if we just just remove all the punishment and the penalties and just do nice things and 
if we just encourage them to get help. Oh, things are going to be wonderful. Remember, folks, world view. We talk about this all the time. Worldview, the liberal left, whether it's political or theological, adheres to a secular humanist worldview. Yes, even the liberal theologians. There is basically no difference between the worldview of a liberal atheist and a liberal theologian. It really isn't. They deny the fall of man. They deny that whole creation thing. And so they believe that man is inherently good. There's no such thing as a fallen nature. Man, mankind, womankind, peoplekind, they're all inherently good. And the only time they ever do anything bad is when, well, they're in bad circumstances and people say bad things about them. But if you change their circumstances, say say nice things about the man, of course, Give them lots of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost always the answer. Give them a lot of money. They'll be fine. I mean, even terrorists are just people who haven't been treated nice. And if we just treat them nice, they'll treat us nice. And so, out in Oregon, they decided it would be compassionate to decriminalize Drugs, including the hard stuff. Yeah, heroin, fentanyl. We need to decriminalize it. Why? Well, minorities are getting arrested. More people in the minority community are being arrested than others. That's not compassionate. And so we've 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 got to we've just got to decriminalize the whole thing and just encourage people to get treatment. They just need encouragement. So, they passed in Oregon Measure 110 in November of 2020. Not only did they pass it, they passed it with 58% of the vote back in 2020. Part of Measure 110 was, quote, rejecting charging drug users with criminal offenses Uh, Voters passed the ballot measure that decriminalizes possession of heroin, methamphetamine, LSD, oxycodone, other hard drugs, including fentanyl. So that was uh, November of 2020. Well, guess what? It didn't work. Drug use went up. Overdose deaths went up. And people were ticketed, but not really punished. They were ticketed and told, well, you know, you really need to get into drug treatment. And sometimes they issued a fine, but they never, ever enforced the fines. If you didn't pay the fine, it's no big deal. Well, they discovered 99% of the people that were ticketed for drug use, declined to seek treatment. Ninety-nine percent. 
Well, if we just give them a ticket and tell them you're you're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself, you need to get into treatment. Ninety nine percent said, uh, uh-uh, no, I, I I don't want to. Oh, and and of course they legalize cannabis. Yeah, that's pot, marijuana, and uh, they legalized it and they taxed it, and they're putting a lot of the tax revenue into drug addiction treatment services. Now, doesn't that make sense? Well, anyway, it has been a colossal failure. Not only has it been a colossal failure politically, much, much more importantly, it has been a colossal failure humanly. So, I read this today. Oregon Democrats are backtracking on their support for the decriminalization of drugs after the past several years have not produced the promised results. As a result, State Senate Majority Leader Kate Lieber, a Democrat, has introduced new legislation that will, and I'm quoting, recriminalize the possession of drugs as a low-level misdemeanor, enabling police to confiscate and crack down on their use on sidewalks and in parks. It also aims to make it easier to prosecute dealers to access addiction treatment medication and to obtain and keep housing without facing decrimination for, or pardon me, discrimination for using that medication. So it looks like Oregon is going to recriminalize the possession and use of drugs after they decriminalize the possession and use of drugs. The Secretary of State in Oregon released a lengthy study after Measure 110 had been in effect for three years. Part of the report from the Secretary of State said the supply and use of the opioid fentanyl, potent and highly addictive, has exploded in Oregon. In Oregon and Idaho's high-intensity drug trafficking areas, the count of fentanyl pills ceased increase from 690 in 2018 to 3 million. Now get this. In 2018, in Oregon, they seized 690 pills. In 2018, they seized 3 million 20,802 fentanyl pills. And that's just the pills, not the powder. That's a whole nother thing. It was an unbelievable, tragic failure. But we're doing it because we love people and we don't want to. We don't want to punish people for doing bad things because they they only do bad things because they're poor and they haven't been encouraged. And if we just treat them nice and give them a lot of money, yeah. All right, we'll be back.
talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live on this Friday afternoon. It's open phones. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. We're going to go down to Gary in Logan, Ohio, and uh, I have no idea what Gary wants to talk about. Gary, welcome. You're on Bobberty Live. Thanks for thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, you might change your mind after we get done talking because I'm going to disagree with you. Oh, no. How in the world did we let somebody through that disagrees? We don't allow that. Okay. I know. No, I love it you when people about- disagree. I know we can disagree, still be in harmony. Um, about you know, like voting for elections, you think it should only be open for one day, correct? Yes, uh, except for okay. real, true absentee voting. If people have a valid reason for absentee voting, I, th- I think that's fine. But all of the nonsense that we have right now, no. Here's why I'm going to disagree with you. All right. Of course, I live in Hawking County. If I want to go vote early, I still have to show ID and all the same stuff I do today of voting. It's no different than voting on that day. I still have to show my ID and everything, but it's still, you know, I look at this way, it helps you beat the long lines and other things. And I understand the absentee ballot, but I like the way Hawking County does it. I really do. Okay. Because you still have to show ID. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm not really for it, but I'm not really against it. Uh, what I'm really against is ballot harvesting. I'm really against um, drop-off boxes. I'm really against mail-in voting. Uh, mail-in voting is so would be so incredibly easy to cheat. I mean, you don't have to. I agree with. It's just incredibly easy to cheat. Uh, I agree 100%. Yeah. Early but, voting. I, a, yeah. I, yeah. I understand what you mean, but uh, this I, I, I want anybody who really wants to vote to be able to vote. I don't care Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. If they really want to vote, I, I think we should make it easy as possible, and I want them to vote. But on the other hand, I don't want it to be so easy that it loses its importance. I want you know to be I mean? fair and honest. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I yeah. Want, fair and honest, whether it's a one-day deal, or, or as long as people are required to show ID, right. like I would um, say that, you know, March 19th. And I got one real quick question for you that only you can answer. Oh, How's boy. your camper doing? You haven't talked about it for a while. <laughs> Good news, Gary. And if you know anybody who wants to buy a really nice diesel motorhome, old, it's old. In fact, it's really old. But I I was getting ready to sell it. For our listeners, Joy and I have a motorhome that we have used for our ministry. We've had it for a long time, and at times it's been wonderful. But it's really old and uh you know what happens to old vehicles. Well, anyway, long, long story short, recently I was I was getting ready to put it on the market, and all of a sudden I drove it somewhere, and the whole rear end was covered with oil. Well, it's a diesel. 
Well, that could be something really, really major and probably would cost more to fix it than the thing is worth. And uh, anyway, making a very long story almost endless, uh, we we found out it was just a simple O-ring that had broken on an oil line and was spraying oil all over everything, but it was very minor Easy to be fixed, and uh, it had some other things, and it's in the shop right now. And I've told them there's no hurry; it's a winter time. As soon as we get it back, I'm going to put it up for sale. Okay. Want to buy it? I'll make I'll make you a real deal, Gary. <laughs> I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you when you come out to church. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be there soon. Uh, when yeah. when I when are we going to be there? We're going to be at Cornerstone Baptist in Logan. When is that? I've got it on my calendar, I'm not but sure. okay, uh, it's coming up. Yeah, Jim and Renee are leaving early February, so it's somewhere in that time frame. Yeah, Only I think I so. I want to see their son. It is in and, February. Yes, it is in February, yeah. and we're really looking forward to being back with you, folks. Well, we're looking forward to see if if it was April or if it was April May, I'd bring the my Tesla twin turbo tomorrow, but we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would I love to see it. I would love no, to see it. Back. I've only seen pictures. Uh, I was watching TV the other night, and a commercial come on. I didn't pay much attention. I kind of thought, I, I misunderstood. Well, second time it come on, I was really watching. It's the NFL supporting gay flag football. Have you seen that commercial? No. Doesn't I, surprise me. I, it doesn't surprise me, but no, I have not seen it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I. I don't watch pro football or any pro sport, really, uh, you know, since the Kaepernickle. Well, you respect our country and our flag and our yeah. military. I don't want nothing to do with you. Well, plain and simple. Well, thank you, you know, for the so. warning so I can have a barf bag ready. <laughs> okay. All right, Gary. Good talk to you. Always good to talk to you. Thanks for the call. Okay. And uh, we'll see you sometime in February there at Cornerstone. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. We'll talk. God bless bye you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. It's Open Phone Friday. We can talk about twin turbo Camaros. Or we can talk about my 51 Ford. Or elections. Hey, it's Open Phone Friday. We can talk about anything. 877-BOB-LIVE. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.